You're listening live to Right Side Radio with Phil Williams. It's hard to go wrong when you're on the right side. Right Side Radio. Solid, conservative, and just plain right. You are listening live. It's uh, News Talk 770 AM, 92.5 FM, WVNN. Phil Williams here hosting Right Side Radio, where you can find us every Monday through Friday, 2 to 5 p.m., just rocking North Alabama and all points beyond. By the way, if you find yourself unable to hear the show because you're driving outside of the very expansive range of our AM-FM capability, just know that you can go to rightsideradio.org. That's rightsideradio.org. Find out all kinds of things about the show, but one of the things you'll also find is a button that says Listen Live, and you can you can listen to the show no matter where you are. Hey, listen, this is uh, one of my favorite times of the week. Thursday afternoons, we hit uh, we hit a moment there where I just sit back with my cup of coffee, and you know I'm sitting right now in the studio studio, overdressed for radio with coffee and chocolate, and it's time to go to Copper because she has Copper's Corner every week. Copper, are you ready to go with this thing this week? I am. All right. Well, Copper, take it away. Thanks. Well, I am excited to announce that I will be starting my own weekend show, which I'll be calling Prayers for Life. And the tagline is pro-life news and a bullet point prayer for your week. So I'm excited to get that started. That'll be Sundays at 3 p.m. once a week. And I just pro-life and abortion is a topic that's always been really important to me and is been in the news a lot lately with the upcoming Supreme Court challenge to Roe versus Wade. So you've heard me on the radio a lot. I just wanted to share a little bit more about myself and, and why this is so relevant to me. Well, my family, I have a really big family. My parents had seven kids. I'm the second oldest. So I always grew up caring for my younger siblings. My mom joked that I was a, a mini mama. So I just have always had a great love for children and especially uh, really young ones. And so abortion always really horrified me. I also shared this once on the radio before, but my mom had a miscarriage right before she got pregnant with me. And she actually named me after um, the, her little boy, Caleb. And so I've always believed that one day I'll meet him again, that it was very early on in the pregnancy, but he was alive. And so it horrifies me seeing stories about people who abort at that, that same age when we had such a terrible loss in our family. Um, so I don't, have, I don't have a very exciting story like Abby Johnson does, who left the abortion industry and has become an activist. I haven't personally experienced difficult decisions and then repented from them, but God has laid this on my heart. Psalm 94.16 says, Who will rise up for me against the wicked? Who will take a stand for me against evildoers? And uh, that's kind of in line with Phil's call, too, to be a right-side ruffian, to, to say, not on my watch. And not on my watch will I remain silent when I have a chance to call people to help women who are in need, to stand up for children, and to, to pray for victory in this Supreme Court case that's coming up. So it really is important right now. And I guess I want to call people to action during this show to both inform people of of relevant news. It can be so overwhelming, I understand, to keep up to date on all these topics. It'll pop up occasionally here and now in the news when an abortion case that's big and important comes up. But overall, I've known how overwhelming it can get to keep up with all of these stories. Not everybody is called to stand up against child murder and 
God understands how wearying it can be, but everybody is called to to pray and to care for their fellow man. Another verse that I love is in Isaiah 16 and 17. God says, learn to do right, seek justice, defend the oppressed, take up the cause of the fatherless, plead the case of the widow. And the widow was basically their version of a vulnerable woman. And he wants all of us to do this. If he had a, a hierarchy of social needs, this would be at the top because this kind of verse is repeated so many times in scripture. Stand up for the oppressed and for the weak. And so during the show, I don't want to just inform you, but leave you with an easy prayer that you can pray each week. Knowing that everybody's busy, it's hard to remember to pray for things, but it's not a bad thing to just pray a short prayer. When Jesus taught his disciples how to pray, he gave us six lines, six sentences. It's okay sometimes, short and sweet. And that's what I want to help everybody do and to, to resolve myself to do that, to pray just a little bit each day for this, for this issue. So that'll be Prayers for Life, Sundays at 3 p.m. with Copper. And I hope you all will, will learn a lot, stand alongside me, um, rise up for me, against, rise up with me against wickedness in our country and, and really pray that we can overturn Roe versus Wade this, this fall or, or spring when they finally make a decision. Outstanding. Copper's Corner, y'all. Copper's Corner. And soon to be uh, Prayers for Life, you said, is the name of the show? That's right. Man, that is so cool, Copper. Thank hey, you. Let me, let me ask you this, though. Um, so you are, you know, in, in your mid-20s, and uh, I just the other day had a, a guy, literally I was speaking to a group of college students, and one of them said, what can I do to, to get active? And he was actually asking in terms of media, hmm. but, but besides just media, he was basically saying, how can I have a voice for the things that I care about? Hmm. So, I mean, wh- what do you think? Is there, is there a desire uh, among um, more in your generation, or, or, or are you the rarity? What would you think? I think a lot of people, they really do care about, I, cynically I can say appearances of, of letting people know that they care, but I know that there's a deeper idealism behind it that we want to see the world be a better place and we want to to speak out against it. Sometimes we feel like that's the only thing we can do. In America, we often have been so blessed with with just wonderful upbringings and with resources and health and wealth and education. And so we, we haven't experienced it. And so we sometimes don't feel like we know how to face it. And then all we can do is to, to speak up for, for those who have gone through those things. Yeah. And, and, and I, I, I think, you know, I think social media has, has been both a blessing and a curse. I mean, the yeah. social media has shown that, that people will talk about things. Um, to some degree, though, I think it's also ruined the discourse because people uh, get what I call keyboard courage, and they just sit there and say things they would never say in public. Um, but, but reality is, though, I think that there is a desire uh, yeah. by people to know they can make a difference about the things they care about. In this case, you're looking at uh, your show being largely focused on pro-life issues, uh, and somebody else may have one where they want to talk about voting rights. Somebody mm-hmm. else may have a you know a, a personal thing where they want to talk about you know relationships and family and that kind. Of, who knows? But but I would say you know. You're like the living example right now of First um, Timothy four twelve. Let no one look down on you because you're young, but in your speech, life, love, faith, and and um, and service, show them an example of one who believes. And uh, 
So good on you, Copper. <laughs> Thanks. Hey, my Absolutely. brother. And it, and it starts it starts this weekend, huh? That's right. This weekend. All right, folks, you heard it. 3 p.m. on Sundays. Copper's going to have her own gig going, uh, and uh, it will be... Um, It'll be a blessing. I, I suspect we ought to be tuning in. So, yeah, thanks for doing it, Copper. I'm glad you're doing that. That's thanks. cool. Thanks. Thanks for uh, letting me share about it. Absolutely. Well, um, there, there's plenty more to, to talk about, too. Let me talk about Alabama for a minute. Stuff's happening right now across this state. You know, in one of the most disturbing stories, and I get it. I, I understand that people are concerned about COVID and, and concerned about um the level of activity we're seeing right now in what they're calling the Delta variant. I mean, we also, I've already heard about the Lambda variant. Who knows if we're going to have the Zulu variant? I don't know. But right now, there's a story out of the Washington Times that a friend sent to me this morning where, where literally um, uh, Dr. Williamson, who or Don Williamson, who is the uh, association, uh, Alabama Hospital Association president, Don Williamson says that Alabama is out of ICU beds. Says they're out. Now, I will say this. He goes on to say, Alabama ran out of intensive care unit beds at midweek, according to hospital officials who say they're now entering uncharted territory. Now, here's what they're not telling you. They're not telling you if they're out of ICU beds because they're all full with COVID. And, and I, would, I, would, I would tell you right now, the answer to that is no, because there are still any number of the usual things, heart issues, post-surgery, accidents, uh, um, things that have happened that are, you know, traumatic to the body, but they were not COVID-related. ICU patients are still there. The problem is we usually have more of what they would call surge capacity available, and right now they're saying we don't. Uh, Mississippi, uh, they say they're, they're setting up uh, two field hospitals in uh, Mississippi, and in parts of Texas they're doing the same thing. So just just be aware, folks. Use all the precautions. Do the right things. Um I will say this, our, we are not shut down, all right? We're not returning to the days where your business is not going to be allowed to operate. Uh, I don't think anybody in Alabama would ever allow that to happen again. Uh, and I think even Governor Ivey, uh, if I recall right, she said that was a, a regret that she had, that she ever declared some businesses essential and some non-essential, because she recognizes the government should not be allowed to pick winners and losers. But, but... It does not mean that we don't need to be responsible individuals and doing the things that we can. And I've had some uh, traumatic stories, uh, even as recently as this morning, with people who are dealing with COVID uh, and struggling with it, and, uh, and one uh, friend of a friend who passed away yesterday. Um, so uh, it is, uh, it's one of those things, y'all. Do the things you need to do, all right? Do the right things and, and take care of your family. Maintain your health. And I, you know, I'm a big fan of supplements. I'm a big fan of, of, you know, washing my hands after whatever, carry some hand sanitizer around with you. But all I'm saying is right now they're saying that we're out of uh, ICU beds. Um, the, 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 the fact is, though, there are some reports on this that are just pure clickbait because they will not tell you that the ICU beds are not all COVID. The article implies they're all COVID. They're not. Uh, in fact, I think uh, Jeff Poor tweeted something else out similar earlier today, uh, saying virtually the same thing. But the fact that they're full is a result of COVID. So let's just keep working. All right, keep. We're going to get through this. Thank you for those of you that are doing everything you can and doing it right. And uh, we're going to get through this. All right. Tomorrow is going to be here, and we are going to keep moving forward. Now, listen. Uh, here's a mix of federal and national. 
Let me reach over here and grab some more paper. I got paper way over there on the table. All right, so right here in the studio studio, I found a story that I thought you might find interesting. Hey, Copper, if you're a Democrat, who would you want endorsing you for your run for office? Uh, Obama. You don't, you wouldn't want Joe Biden to endorse you right now? <laughs> Never? You wouldn't want Joe Biden? I mean, literally, isn't Joe Biden the top of the ticket? I mean, come on. All right, so listen, uh, our favorite liberal, uh, Birmingham Mayor Randall Woodfin, running for re-election as a mayor, in the city where, by the way, the uh, uh, police union issued a vote of no confidence on his police chief, where... Um, Mayor Woodfin recently uh, enacted what's known as a SOGI ordinance, a sexual orientation and gender identity hiring ordinance, uh, where uh, Mayor Woodfin uh, entertained Black Lives Matter, um, where he has uh, been, you know, doing things like uh, blockading statues and working to tear them down and remove them, um, just creating all kinds of division. Uh, He's somewhat of a race baiter in some ways, um, where he literally has allowed the city and other um, subgroups like the local school boards and housing authority to discriminate against churches because they're deemed too conservative or maybe their pastors clicked on the wrong thing on social media. Well, he got the endorsement of President Joe Biden, did Mayor Win- Randall Woodfin, just, just yesterday. Actually, I take it back, this morning, 9.28 a.m., President Joe Biden endorses Mayor Birmingham Mayor Randall Woodfin for re-election. Well, what a wonderful story. Biden praised the mayor's leadership and vision as being critically important to helping cities build back better from COVID and upgrade the nation's infrastructure. Says President Biden, Mayor Woodfin is one of the great young leaders of our country. From protecting the health and safety of the people of Birmingham to saving and creating jobs. I wonder, you know, did anybody in the Woodfin campaign, did they say, oh, Lord, look at that Afghanistan debacle. Maybe we don't want his endorsement right now. Oh, my gosh. The guy hadn't even spoken a word in public like in in days. Had a pre-taped interview with Stephanopoulos, and even though it was pre-taped, it was still awful. Karma. I'm saying it's coming around, isn't it? Uh, What else do we have? Oh, well, you know what? I guess the Woodfin campaign did want this released because he added his own commentary. President Biden is leading our country with the grace, courage, and vision needed to heal the soul of our nation and help us build back after COVID-19. What crap? Among other legislative accomplishments, his bipartisan infrastructure deal, American Family Plan, the American Rescue Plan, will all provide invaluable support to help Birmingham rebuild and realize my vision, says Woodfin, of a fairer, more equitable, and inclusive city where everyone can work, live, and thrive. I'm honored to have his support. Yeah, there you go. That's right here in your state, Red State, Alabama. Well, listen, but we're going to go to a break here, all right? We're going to go to a break and take a few minutes. Get some of those folks that are on the right side team an opportunity to advertise. But folks, uh, that to me right now, if I were a candidate for dog catcher, I would not want President Biden's endorsement. Phil Williams, News Talk, 770 AM, 92.5 FM, WVNN, Right Side Radio. We'll be right back. <laughs> 